Michael Estelli, Jim Dwycree, Carl Edney and Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, People Persons Paper Podcast. Dunder Mifflin, People Persons Paper Podcast. Dunder Mifflin, The People Persons Paper Podcast. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Welcome to another episode of the People Persons Paper Podcast. My name is Hilton Price. With me, as always, is my co host, Brian Sittler. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. How about yourself? Not too bad. Good. It's yeah. season two. It's all good. Yeah, all right. It's all just good times from here on out. Our guest this week, Andrew Deacon. Hey, how's it going? Thanks Welcome, for being sir. With us. Absolutely. Comedian, uh, show producer, writer, uh, all around nice guy, and big fan of The Office. That's right. I'm a huge fan of The Office, actually. Are you one of these multiple viewing fans? It's uh, yeah, I watch it about every other year. Okay. Uh, I've gotten more absorbed with Friday Night Lights, uh, but. Uh, uh, the office is one of those things where I have to revisit every year or so. Yeah. As long as you come back every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I've watched it several times. I'm also a huge fan of the, the British version. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Uh, working in an office, it really speaks to me on lots of different levels. It, it really Ditto. does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've it had a really couple does. different office environments that it really just, uh, was exactly <laughs> so many moments. Not the show as a whole, but moments. Yeah, know? absolutely. No, that's the good thing about the show is it encapsulates those weird little uh, exchanges that you have with like coworkers and there's, stuff. Mm-hmm. There's just certain commonalities that, ha- that seem to happen mm-hmm. everywhere in one you, form or another. Even the the like the muted fluorescent lighting in yeah. that place. I'm like, oh yeah, that reminds me exactly of where I work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they tone that down, especially as we get into season two. But yeah. there's something they always manage to still capture where it. The, maybe the paint on the walls with that lighting or what, but they yeah. just, oh, I don't know what it, I mean, it's still sterile. Maybe not, just not as sterile yeah. as it was. It reminds me of a Lars von Tier movie, like the lighting <laughs> in those shows. It's just mm-hmm. very muted. Yeah. <laughs> Man, but uh, we are in season two. If we this are. is your first episode, we are going chronologically episode by episode through the show, uh, just talking about each episode. And we are now in season two, episode two, sexual harassment. harassment. Very timely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it cu- couldn't have picked a better episode for me to be on. <laughs> yeah, right. I, uh, I it didn't work out that way, but then I was like, oh man, this is sort of perfect. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, and and I say that because you you've always been an outspoken person online and in person about uh, harassment, about uh, uh, issues that are relevant to women, about issues that are relevant to uh, marginalized people of all yeah, different sorts. Absolutely. And that's uh, that's good to see, and especially in, in yeah. the time we live in now, it's one that leads to a lot of challenging interaction between people. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. It's and uh, in terms of this episode, I mean, there's a part in the episode where they they talk about you can't say anything at work. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one thing I've realized is that doing comedy after you've done it for a couple of years, it becomes a job regardless of if you get paid for it or not. <laughs> yeah. Know, sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, at the at the same time, you know, I want to embrace everybody and tell them to, you know, speak your mind. But, you know, also choose your words carefully, <laughs> exactly. you know, because some people it's just all or nothing for them. Yeah. yeah. They feel like and my, that's the way Michael feels in this episode. It's yeah. just, you know, he can't mute his own. You know who he truly is, mm-hmm. yeah, because then he won't be able to be with his friends and be who he is. God, and I 
I'm so glad I don't have a boss that views everybody as friends. Like, I'll be honest, I don't know half the people's names that I work with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to keep it that way. Exactly. <laughs> it's a safe distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I, I definitely like uh, some the middle ground there. Like, everyone in my job, we are super close, and there is that real sense of community because we have that tough job. we got to rely yeah. on each other in high stress. Well, yeah. and you but, have, to, you have yeah. to know each other yeah. with where you work at. You yeah. know, I, yeah. I can see that being I, the case. Yeah, but, I'm the same way at my job as well. And we're all on, we're all on Facebook now. And yeah. So it, we definitely know more... We know more about each other than say, but it's really 10, fifteen years ago. It's super rare that I'm hanging out with them outside of yeah. work. You know, it's still like right. you guys go live your life. Right. You know? There yeah. still needs to be that kind of space. Yeah. yeah. I've never like I've never really felt that way. Like in terms of of people that I work with, um, you know, people are like, hey, we're gonna go grab a drink after work, and I'm like, that does not sound fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got like I like to separate those those communities of people. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So we've all been there. But work is yeah. such a focused thing too, and if it's something that you enjoy and that you ha- you have a little bit of uh, caring about how the the work that you do. It takes a lot of your energy. So when yeah. you're away from it, it's it's understandable to yeah. be like, I want to be away from all of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see yeah. you all in, in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to recharge, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I know I do. But uh, And I love my coworkers, but... Yeah, and you know. and I think Michael Scott would be completely content if he lived with some of his coworkers and, and had a morning breakfast with others before each day and he drinks li- after work each night. He could no. live there and probably be fine with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. We've seen Dwight sleep there, but Michael could really true. sleep there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It is his kingdom. I mean, that's, you know. But, and this whole episode isn't even really happened because of him. Uh, like, I like this episode because it's, it's in the second episode of the season now, twice in a row, we've really jumped into a serious heavy topic. With Diversity yeah. Day in season one, it was yeah. racism. Yeah. Now, of course, it's uh, uh, sexism. This is, somewhat uh, of a, this is somewhat of a cousin episode to yeah. Diversity Day, yeah. I think. Well, yeah. because I think with the first season of The Office, they were really struggling to find their place, you know? And it was, it was one of those things where it almost didn't get picked up for a second season. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they got some notes yeah. from from uh, oh, from yeah. corporate to go, you know, we need you to tackle, you know, more important things and to see how it feels, you mm-hmm. know, kind of push the boundaries a little bit more. Just yeah. don't push them too much. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Find that Where's balance. the line? Where's the line, Jan? Yeah. Did you see the video again, Michael? <laughs> oh, it's one of my favorite lines of that. <laughs> So classic. Yeah. And, and it was just, I mean, perfect example of just how sharp the writing was in season two. I mean, they just really, they were not taking chances. They had their characters being as real and as fleshed out as possible. You see it again with Toby with the, it's not over till it's over. It's over. No, you it's know? over. <laughs> yeah. But having said that, I mean, they also have one of the more dirtier lines where it's like, uh, what is it? Uh, my mother's coming. Uh, yeah. incorp- trying to incorporate that into it. That's what she, she said. said. Yeah. You know. So I mean, they did definitely find ways to skirt around that being on on cable television. Oh they, yeah, they did. No, they did. And 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 it and just to, just for uh, history's sake, it is the first. That's what she said. Uh, appearance in the whole series. That was was what, was the first one. That the the one actually right after he asked Jim. Yeah. He it, says, "I'm good." Mm-hmm. That's what she said. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah and uh, like, it's funny. You would think that it would have happened episodes before. Yeah, but well, nope. then that, and then the uh, what? What has two thumbs and yeah, something, something? This guy. Yeah. And um, I saw somewhere that BJ Novak said both of those phrases were things he'd heard in college. Yeah, and yeah. that's how he worked those into that script. Yeah, yeah. I've so. totally 
I've I've totally worked with a guy like Todd Packer. I'm sure we all have. Mm -hmm. I've met met too many of them in personal and professional life. Yeah. Yeah. I've been fortunate that none of those guys were my bosses. But yeah, I've definitely I've definitely worked for a few of those or worked with a couple of guys like that. Dodging landmines. Yeah. And they did a good job, like creating a character who was so offensive, and then having an in-story reason for him to not be around too much. Yeah, you know, yeah. him being the road salesman was yeah. like just a solid plan. That was a nice little plot device that they yeah. incorporated with him. Well, yeah, that's too all... much. A Todd Packer would have just. Oh <laughs> yeah, I I love uh, what is uh, David Ketchner that yeah. plays mm-hmm. that character, but mm-hmm. God, I cannot stand him as that character. Oh, I know. Like he is such a, and I think it's because he's such a lovable guy outside of those characters. Because like he played the dude on um, Anchorman, right? And like so he has a habit. Like uh, he was in that the, movie Waiting, a, where he played yeah. Oh, yeah. the manager, the, the loser uh-huh. manager. Yeah, and, he was in uh, uh, Thank You for Smoking. Yes, very and, good. Yep. Very good. I think he was the tobacco guy. Yeah, and. Or so not tobacco, it was firearms or one of the He's elements. such a lovable guy that but they put him in all of these like Todd Packer like characters. Yep. He's just He's ultra always... ultra jackass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And great they, number one asshole. And this is one of those those characters that from the British office to the American office, I liked that they had that cor- that correlating character. Yeah. Like uh because what was, what was that guy's name? I uh it was I can't for the life of me, I can't think of it. But he was definitely that gross, divisive dude also. Yep. And so you don't see a lot of those characters that are like secondary characters that kind of move, that yeah. jump. Yeah, um, that are so um, interchangeable, not interchangeable, but mm-hmm. that transfer over yeah. so well. Yeah, absolutely. Across the pond. Chris something. That's oh, it might have been Chris. Chris, Chris Finch. Finch. Chris Finch. Yeah. yeah. Chris Finch. Good job. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But... And, and, poor, he, and he, poor Michael. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, and and poor Michael, he's not. Um, th- it's the most he, abusive bromance in the history of television. Describes it as his best friend forever. Immediately going into a story about how the guy sold him out for for well, some girls. Two twins. You know? yeah. yeah, no twin for Michael. Yeah, yeah. it's it definitely adds that that initial pathetic element mm-hmm. of Michael because there's like the people that obviously don't like they associate as his boss, but then there's this person that's like, Oh, I don't care who you are. And it's like, Oh, we're best friends. You know, like again, yeah. it's divisive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I really like how it kind of tears that thread um, because it's like he, he practices nepotism with mm-hmm. Todd Packer, you know, which is, Oh yeah. Uh, it's weird that it just introduces that element. Yeah, it does. Cause I mean, he's definitely, he's technically his boss Yeah, or his, you know, he's not his equal. Yeah. No. And somehow Packer is just, you know, such an alpha yeah. that mm-hmm. he kept the, kept that thumb over Michael. Which, you know, doesn't surprise me, especially with Michael wanting nothing more than to have that sort of group of friends to call his own, you know? Yeah, yeah. having his buddy chum, you yeah. know, that he can just, you know, play off of all the time, and, and no Packer's, matter how inappropriate it is. And he, Packer's sort of abusive, and he's insulting, but at the same time, he never sort of directly tells Michael, like, you're not my friend. Yeah. You know? He'll call him Michael Snot behind his back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's essentially... Or probably to his face, too, actually. But. Uh... Like yeah, he is a he's a person that brings no positives to the group. I mean, I I would guess he is like the the instigator mm-hmm. uh, in the office. But Certainly. Uh, yeah, the, the best the best part the best part of Todd Packer in this episode is when they're going out to the car, and Ryan spots his license well plate, hung license well plate. hung, mm-hmm. and and that's just a that's 
that's an awesome side gag. <laughs> yeah. Of, well, along with it's a very timely piece with everybody's like, oh wait, William Hung. Oh yeah, William Hung. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely say one of the more subtle jokes uh, with this episode is that he is a road salesman yeah. with so many DUIs. Uh-huh. <laughs> DUI. Yeah. DUI situation. Yeah, that's amazing. Too. Yeah. How's he going to work right now? That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. How do you get to the office? Period. That day. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's how I kind of wonder that too. And yeah. do they have like a full time chauffeur? T- chauffeur taking him around uh, yeah. making sales? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been. That's a good question. Yeah. It's like an Uber driver having a breathalyzer. You know, it doesn't really make very much sense. <laughs> Not exactly. No. And I mean, I hate that the William Hung joke is so dated because that's a character who's already faded so much from public yeah. knowledge. But it but. Is. But Kechner's frustration with the line when he's like, "Who is that? Yeah. Who the hell is that?" It's so good. Yeah, you know, you knew when they were incorporating that, they were like, "Oh, this isn't gonna, this joke isn't gonna no. stand the test of time." But it's a nice generational little uh, chasm between the two. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everybody. Even though I didn't watch American Idol, I knew who William Hung was. Yeah, yeah. posted everybody, but yeah. Packer's just in his own his own world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we the, learn a little bit about Randall, the CFO, which is what yeah. really gets us into the meat of the episode. It's he, the crux of the episode. He's the one that has them all um, taking the sexual harassment seminar. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Michael in Diversity Day the season before, whose own actions had right. uh, Mr. Black called in. Yeah. Right. Uh, or Mr. Brown, excuse me. Yeah, Mr. Brown. And then, Racist. And, Sorry. And, yeah. <laughs> in keeping with the episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so now... And, and, of course, the CFO position that Randall uh, leaves open is going to be filled by David Wallace in just a few episodes. Yeah. So. Oh, you're right. Which I forgot right. that they incorporated him that early into the season. Mm-hmm. It seems like it, he came in much later, but... Yeah. Um, it is in the first half, I think. Yeah. And no, yeah. Because we still have... Because uh, it's after Randall... Or it's, Randall. It's, it's val- after... It's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's after Michael and Jan hook up for the, the client. Yes. Yeah. But yes. that that video crossing the line oh, is man. I think that's my favorite part because uh, that's one thing I miss about working with like uh, like I work for a smaller place now. So working for like actual corporate environments, you have yeah. to watch so many of those videos. And mm-hmm. I miss those things. Like I worked at <laughs> really? Olive Garden for five years. Yeah. And uh, like the first week that you're there, you sit in a room and watch videos just like that for a week yeah. to wait tables at a place. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Could, I could picture like someone working at Blockbuster. I think yeah. Scott used to. I think he used to actually show me those videos just for fun. They're amazing. I, I think Walmart, I had to do something like that for like yeah. two days or something. Yeah. yeah and uh, it's just like the production quality. It's like they tried to produce something that is so low tech. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> On the most bare bones budget. Yeah, know. like uh, a video. Hilt. Yeah, like a video camera that still loads uh, VHS tapes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, full size, not yeah. even the little guys that they came out with later. And like swipe effects and shit <laughs> like that. It's like the I don't. Yeah, I I I like I'm not a very nostalgic person, but I'm very nostalgic for early or late '80s, early '90s uh, training. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be a thing again someday. Yeah, man, I'll create it. Yeah, they probably still want to. They probably still do Facebook like about it. Yeah, is there a YouTube channel for that? We should we should make one. Yeah, after vinyl. Yeah, be. after vinyl, it's uh, late '80s training videos. <laughs> That's the next thing. <laughs> yeah. Man. And then of course that video, he's got the microwave pizza, and oh, uh, yeah. he's taking it seriously, which we'll learn 
Toby's paying attention later. Yeah. When uh, when he says, uh, Jen says, do you need to watch the video again? And Toby says he talked all the whole time. He talked the whole time. Yeah, and it's just the warehouse and, and Kevin oh, and Michael. But, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, which is great, too, and sort of weird that the warehouse would also all have to watch the video. Yeah. Right. The warehouse gets in on it, and then all the, a lot of fun on this episode. It's nice yeah. to see him. And that. you know what's funny is that this is a perfect episode to showcase Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. And they didn't have him on and they this. Didn't. Yeah, we got no sea yeah. no monster. Con- yeah, but and considering he I, I is, I was looking for him too, and I yeah. couldn't find him. Because, but but Madge was there full on. Yeah, and yep. I think I almost think that was on purpose because when Michael goes down and is trying to get a, he was trying to get a joke that'll just kill. Yeah, and then he ends up being the the subject of the sexual harassment. Yeah, finally. he gets his comeuppance. Yeah, and right at the very center, there's Madge laughing her ass off oh, right yeah. at him. Yeah. So it's kind of a nice little poetic justice. Yeah. You know he has to deal with it. It's too bad Packer couldn't have also. But. Well, it just it just highlights the fact that uh, even though he is uh, a terrible person, he means well. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like it comes from a place of of love and wanting to be accepted and not There's, just being a nightmare person. Yeah. Once again, it always comes back to that because yeah. it's, it's really tough to make a sympathetic character out of an asshole. Yeah. And yeah. I think they they really they did as best as they could. Yeah. When mm-hmm. Pack when at the end when Packer kind of crosses the line. Well, where's the line? Crossed it with Phyllis. You talk, yeah, well, and Michael yeah. caves on that onto Kevin, of oh, course. yeah, and I only give him half credit, could, maybe quarter credit. Well, you can see, I mean, but he, and he pulls it off, too, because that cowardice in the face of Packer, the look on his eyes when Packer sort of pushes back yeah. against him, you can mm-hmm. see it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, that fear it's, is there. It's just, done well. Yeah, cowardice. Yeah. 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 But, I, uh, and but he it, does mean well. Yeah. And yeah. They, deep it, down, deep down. But that's what they do through the whole, at least the next couple of seasons for real, is they, they, they have to take every chance they can to make him redeemable. Yeah. To yeah. make sure that we still love him in our weird way, even yeah. though he's a jackass yeah. and, you know. It's like, oh, that crazy uncle. You know, they, that, oh, that guy, he's just that way. Yeah. But he's a lovable. Man. And I'll say that uh, the American version did a better, uh, a, de- a better version of that than the British version did. Because I found usually at the end of every episode that I just... I didn't even feel sorry for him. I was like, I wanted no, that yeah. guy to go home and be alone. David Brent. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. no. I think they even pushed it. I don't like, think they tried yeah. to make him redeemable. No. I think no. they were going for it yeah. to the hilt. Which is the beauty of British television, is yeah. their audience is a little more accustomed to that sort of thing and ready to play yeah. along. Well, it's yeah. because uh, they they're don't not have, a, yeah. they're not fans of nostalgia, you know, no. except yeah. when it comes to the British Empire. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. everything else, yeah, yeah. yeah. everything else, they just make me laugh. Yeah. I don't care about anything else. Yeah, they, they don't give a shit for sentimentality, yeah. unless it's about the Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Maybe Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I've never seen an episode of Doctor Who. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, man, it's fun stuff. Yeah, I just, it, it seems like something I can't, I can't get into. I I don't know. I'm much. I'm much more like. A, I'm. I'm like an office guy. Yeah. <laughs> and a, a Doctor Who person. I've seen random episodes. Yeah. And I. I just couldn't jump on. You know, not. I couldn't jump on like a, the Office. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. It is entertaining. Well, it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different thing. There's a whole history to that show as well, and the, yeah. the multiple Doctors. I think threw me like, wait a minute, like I don't know the place and time. Yeah. Messed yeah. me up, and I have seen a friend of mine do improv of Doctor Who. When I lived in Austin, Texas, that sounds terrible. It was actually oh, entertaining because yeah. these were really talented people. But I'm sure 98 percent of it was lost on me because yeah, I didn't yeah. watch that show. No. So it was more of just I'm being you know support the team, support local, yeah, local thespians and such. And also, uh, one thing this show showcases that is also kind of gone the way of uh, the Dodo is email forwards. Yes. Mm, yeah. 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 Live whole... circa 2004 and <clears throat> yeah. five. 
I can't. I mean, I'm hard pressed to think of anyone that sends me email forwards anymore. They mm. were the th- they were the thing uh, back then, though. Yeah. But um, and and you know, before we all got stuck to news feeds on yeah. our social media. Yeah, I think and everything is like GoFundMe now. Like yes. it's not. It's yeah. like email forwards or like promoting uh, like. Uh, you know, uh, signing up for like a, some petition or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but you wouldn't get them at work, though. They were all. I was always relegated to my Gmail or my Hotmail yeah. at the time. I wasn't going to get an email forward at yeah, work. Yeah, that's the thing. No one at work that ever. Because I mean, well, because also because those policies were put in place so quickly. Yeah. You know, like what you could and could. What was the right email behavior that they're watching everything. Yeah. yeah well, you I mean, have that fear. Any anywhere that I've paranoid. worked at, there any that has you know a group of computers connected to one another, there is at least one IT guy. And like, even the worst IT guy is the biggest snitch in the world. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like those guys. Like yeah. uh, I remember, uh, I was helping a girlfriend look for a job one time, and I put I, I was looking at Craigslist job postings or whatever. The next day, I come in, all my stuff is locked up, and they're like, "Why are you looking for?" Like new jobs, and I was like, "Well, did you?" I was like, "I was looking for jobs at like the Mac." Makeup counter. Do you really think that's a, <laughs> a job that I'm qualified for? They, they crack. They crack the case. Yeah, exactly. They and, were in on uh, you, man. But uh, yeah, IT guys, man, they they're snakes in the grass. And so mm. anywhere that I worked at, like email forwards, they never even came through. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. it's funny at the start actually because when when Michael was wanting, you know, he just uh, casually, randomly comes up to Jim like, "Hey, how's it going?" And then uh, he's like, "Getting any email?" No, he's like, check your spam folder. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wondered, <clears throat> is does every email that Michael sends Jim go to his spam folder? Probably. Yeah, or, or, is it, or is it just the content of the email itself? Yeah, yeah. It's probably A, not yeah. B. Yeah, those <laughs> rules you can set up for, for email inboxes, they, they, they change my life. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, this town has some local conspiracy nuts that like to email news stations. Really? They've got a whole folder for his emails. Oh yeah. my God. Wow. Yeah, emails. There's a few of them. But. Wait, so there's a person that, that emails with conspiracy theories to be put on the news? About local government even. Oh yeah. my God. <clears throat> and like local police chiefs and stuff, like who's doing stuff to keep them down. And, yeah, I yeah. want to talk to this person. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you their info. I've, I've Facebook found them too. Ooh, yeah. God. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, I handle, uh, I handle handle the the Facebook portion of work and we get some we get some insane stuff like yeah. uh, we gave away uh, a pair of Jason Aldean tickets and uh, right after the Vegas shooting stuff uh, and it was going to be his first show since that happened and 99.9% of everything was like super positive They're like yeah you know more power to him for showing up and keeping his dates and mm. you know God loves America and stuff and then there's one person that's like what you just want it to happen again? Is that? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, oh, where did that? that? Took a turn. Yeah, oh, yeah, where did that come from? Good lord. <laughs> yeah. Things just got dark. Yeah. No, seriously. And really uh, like that, it's just email forwards and stuff like that. It's like it just opens up a Pandora's box. Like it, it makes you realize how many legitimately crazy people are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a darker side of it. Mm-hmm. But in Michael's world, in this in this episode, it's kind of his way to, um, It's kind of, I don't know if it's power or just his way to, it's how he do, likes to do business. That's what he says. I and think it just plays to his, the fact that as much as he's running the show and he likes being he, the boss, he doesn't want to do boss stuff. No, no exactly. Yeah. He's wasting time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, I think that's why this show touches on like great subjects, which is like... Uh, and one of like the constants for Michael is that he is really good at 
at sales and like mm. he he's really good at what drives that business not necessarily being the person that's in charge of things he should have had yeah. packer's job yeah they should yeah. have axe packer absolutely michael on the road absolutely michael on the road would be an interesting show yeah yeah i would have loved to see that um <laughs> but uh yeah and i think that that i think that translates well you know we've all worked with people that um probably felt like they should be at a higher position than where they're at uh, but yeah. if you were to give it to them, they would probably be terrible at it. Mm-hmm. You know, at least if there's upper up, up, upper level management knowing who to hire and who you know who to not promote. Yeah, yeah. Michael is upper level management, as we, oh, as, Jan, as, as Jan reminds us later on when <coughs> they're meeting with his lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love this ver- this iteration of Jan because uh, it's Me like too. those power those uh, power business suits that she's wearing, yeah. especially with this one with like the pinstripes. She seems like a like a mob boss with uh, like uh, more. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like sleeker, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Jan 2.0. Yes, yeah. yeah. She's- She's downright cordial in this episode, almost considering the shit Michael's getting. Yeah, right yeah. She's almost pleasant. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know she, and that's that's one thing about her is that her character can be very disarming, uh, in some way, especially like early episodes. And that's what I like about this this area, like season one and season two, is because season one is kind of carbon copying yeah. the so British temp- version, it's like a template. Yeah, and uh, rightfully so. Um, but then in this season. They're trying to establish what those characters are because, yeah. you know, they you can only do that for so far with the British version. There's, what, 12 episodes? Exactly. And exactly. Right. Uh, so now they're yeah. kind of in charted waters like... Uh, yeah, they're, they're giving little characterizations to yeah. um, each of the, each even the minor characters because this is the first episode. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong out there, but I think this is the first one where we're, we're kind of alluded to the fact that Meredith's loose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because Mike, cause Michael, and, yeah. And then... Uh, uh, um, What's her name? Um, Angela. Angela. Angela is uh, showing off her uh, sort of like closed nature, like sort of like yeah, modest side. nature. Yeah. yeah, modest nature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it sounds like when she's um, uh, talking to Michael about the email forwards and you send us these filthy things, and mm-hmm. and we'll have bad luck if we don't forward them to ten people. It's like she really does believe it. Yeah, yeah. Like she's one of the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, knew. Like you knew a couple. Yeah, of like those, it's almost you knew a couple v- of those people who yeah. probably thought like that. it's some. Form of uh, digital Santeria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same people who share those things on Facebook that say, let's see who reposts this. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, that's the modern version that's of email. That's the modern force. version. Yeah. yeah. And nothing turns me off more when I see that. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, somebody posting that. Yeah. That's I'm like, usually, no, that doesn't play anymore, folks. Yeah. That's usually when I just mute people on, on social media. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that unfollow button. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll give you guys a chance to find that unfollow button. We're going to take a quick break and let our sponsors tell you what they have that are keeping the lights on. Today's show is brought to you by Thompson Cigar Company. Whether you're new to the hobby of cigars or a longtime aficionado, Thompson Cigar Company has a solution to all of your smoke needs. Since the day they were founded in 1915, making them the oldest mail-order cigar company in the country, They've always been devoted to delivering a massive selection of products covering all price ranges and tastes at a fraction of what a comparable brand would cost. To ensure that your cigars are always fresh and full of flavor, Thompson Cigar Company operates out of the largest inventory humidor in the United States. They also have over 200 trained professionals on hand and ready to provide personalized customer service and can answer any question you could ever have about cigars. Plus, because you listen to our podcasts here at Channel 4.5, we have an exclusive offer that will save you money. 
Click a link in the description of our show to receive one of three offers. One, purchase any cigars in their special cigar collection and your entire order ships free. Two, receive free shipping on any order over $99. Or, number three, save up to 73% when you purchase a five-pack of Fever Cigars. Shop Thompson Cigar to save money and support this show. Welcome back to the People Person's Paper Podcast. We are sitting here chalking, uh, talking... Chalking and talking. Chalking yeah. and talking. Talking and chalking, yeah. Rock chalk, Jayhawk. Yeah, with Andrew Deacon. Uh, sexual harassment, season two, episode two. Michael learning that he's got a lawyer, even though he thought he needed to hire his own. Yeah. And then the best, one of my favorite uh, talking heads in this episode is where he goes with the whole, you know, I, uh, I'm so used to being the bad boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. the hands behind the head really make it. Yeah. Think, you know, like he's some. Like a made man or something. <laughs> yeah. you know? Of course, yeah. Yeah, or so he or so he so he thinks. Yeah, yeah, you know he's, but you know, little did he know he is corporate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> little and you know we are we're always forgetting too. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy to talking. forget with that guy. It, it is easy. Yeah, and uh, you know we were talking about other characters, um, kind of minor characters getting more things to do, but um, Toby actually plays. Yeah. His biggest role of any uh, so far in, in, in the series. And because he, you know, he has to uh, conduct the sexual harassment, the five minute little which thing. Which goes over great. Which goes over yeah. great. Which is weird. Which is weird because, like, the episode before that, Diversity Day, was handled by somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's I like, know. it's weird because that could have been an introduction to Toby where it's like there's somebody else in his house doing yep. his job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It could have been, but I guess corporate was just all encompassing at that yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And they had to bring in a specialist. Yeah. Well, but. That's... Toby is um, the perfect, you know, foil for Michael, and 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 the Michael Toby um, hatred kind of gets amped up with Michael's brilliant talking head about how Toby really isn't a part of their family, and also he's divorced, he's not really part of his family, <laughs> yeah. and he always brings that up. I and mean, he already br- every time Toby and him are around somebody, he'll Did that talk, with hot he's girl. divorced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> he I just can't help himself. It's so great because like. It, it's it's weird because there's always in any office environment there is animosity towards the HR person. I don't mm-hmm. understand where that comes from, yeah. uh, but like across the board, it's just anywhere I've gone because I, I work in a place that's got an HR person, and for the most part, I find him delightful. Like he's a you know he's a ham. He likes to crack jokes and stuff. Uh, the opposite of Toby doesn't wear those muted brown colors all the time. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, Aside from that, it's like everywhere I've gone, there's just been people that like, they're like, oh yeah, that HR guy. And it's like, what, do you like plan on just dropping F-bombs left and right? Yeah. Like, why Why is that a problem for you? What is the fun you need to have here for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Do they just look at him as like, they're the man or they're going to they're gonna take out any any kind of fun we want to yeah. have. Yeah. Like, yeah. just like Michael is, yeah. that's essentially his hatred of Toby. Yeah, I guess it's just a, a thing uh, about authority figures. Yeah. You know, because yeah. age, when you work for HR, you're established as an authority figure and a person that handles what you can and can't do. And so I guess it's yeah. just like... Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. yeah. It's just that person. Well, and I understand that. Like, when, when, when rules change, people push back against to what the rules are going to be. You yeah. Know? Like, I'll tell you, like, we're about to... Uh, it'll have been in place for a while when this airs, but we just got that left lane law going in that, in that action yeah. in, in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's right. And as someone that drives the highways a lot, I'm 
it was definitely like, well, wait, how's that going to be enforced? Yeah. You know, like, how much time do I have to, yeah, to yeah, pass? What's, what's the span know? of seconds yeah. I got here? Yeah. Well, so. and I lived in Texas and uh, for in Dallas for about five years. Uh, yeah, and dangerous, dangerous traveling. Yeah, there. and that's been in place for a long time out mm-hmm. there. And uh, usually in, for really? for that, huh. yeah, unless you unless you were like driving for fifteen or twenty miles in that lane, yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna give me a hard time about it, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, when people see a change like that, um, it's 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 great for the people that are always complaining about the the driver that's going slow in the fast lane. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they're probably going to have a hard time when when we see is this is this going to be a revenue generating kind of ticketing system oh. or is it just to expedite traffic you know yeah. and then it can um, become like a be careful what you wish for exactly kind of yeah mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people that are like yeah this is going to be great and i'm like yeah until the end of the month when they're trying not to make those quotas that they don't have <laughs> you, <Exactly. know? laughs> you didn't pass the one and a half second rule yeah, yeah. Uh, because sorry, how sorry. do you establish that you know that's yeah. a good point. I'd like to actually read in more on, on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, you uh, just not realize. And our listeners are living in the future, so they may already know. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe you can call in and tell yeah, us. And tell us. Best yeah. of luck to all of you. Yeah. Man, what season <laughs> are you guys on now? <laughs> but no, so when we get uh, we get some more first-time characters in this episode. Uh, first time and last time since they'll change the actress, but Pan's mom. Pam's mom Pan's, number one. Pan, yeah. Pan. Pan's mom. Pam's yeah. mom makes a visit. That was persnickety. Yeah, it's I I love I love uh, catching those characters that come back later as a completely different person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it uh, funny. Uh, yeah. And you know, it's it's weird because I think they didn't they didn't cast that character well enough because she looks like Pam's older sister, yeah. not like Pam's mom. Mm-hmm. Like they seem pretty close in age, and yeah. uh, it just didn't make sense. Uh, for that casting, right, and I uh, evidently the um, when they brought her back, um, Pam's mom back for Niagara, mm-hmm. um, it was more of a scheduling issue. So I don't know if they would have brought the same actress back anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess maybe they would have because she had a scheduling conflict, so she yeah. couldn't do it. But the lady that they brought in this, for Pam's mom number two, I think definitely played better, and she was yeah. older. Yeah, well, and, she was um, she was just a better actress. Better actress, you know. Too. Um, I mean, she, they, they didn't give the Pam's mom number one a lot to do. She didn't have a lot of lines. In this no, episode, not a lot to know? do. I love that line though with uh, with her talking about Jim, which says like, which one's Jim? Yeah, yeah just and, such a. And then Pam just <clears throat> cracked, you know, she just morphs into a little schoolgirl, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> just a yeah. cute, cute like I felt like very heartfelt mother daughter moment. And, it was and perfect chance for Jim to. It was nice, and then yeah. Jim's little smirk. That, that was shot perfectly, actually, with his face mm-hmm. still looking down, and he knows what's going on. And then after Roy had come in and with that terrible with this, sweater, with it, yeah, yeah, that Dread- sweater is. Which he wasn't wearing earlier, so he changed into that sweater. Oh, yeah, oh, he, he's, he's on his best behavior. Yeah, around uh, if that's a best behavior Mrs. sweater, Beasley. gross. Yeah, <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah, and and condescends the woman mm-hmm. because uh, you know classic oldies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Why don't you even just tell her she's older her face? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's basically just, did. Well, and I mean, yeah. it also speaks on the the term of sexual harassment is that even like well intentioned ideas right. are yeah. still rude and misguided. That's one of my my favorite things about this episode is how much they interweave harassing comments uh, asides throughout the episode. Yeah, that's right. So many conversations. It's the entire thing. Yeah. Really. And how Pam says, you know, it's when usually 
we're talking about sexual harassment is when I'll get harassed mm-hmm. and just yeah. deadpans it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. like, she's used to it. Yeah. yeah. She is. Which, and I've <laughs> seen that too. I've seen that in so many office settings or, or not even necessarily office, but like uh, Walmart kind of places, you yeah. know, that I've worked where with the minute that a group gets that talking to, they start pushing those boundaries with everyone around them, you know? Yeah. And, so, and sometimes it's in playful fun and, and the recipients play back. But we've come to learn that a lot of times that doesn't mean that it's okay. Exactly. You know, this is why we're just supposed to not do that sort of thing. Exactly. You know? Well, it highlights the complacency uh, of, yeah. of how people react to situations like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, especially now that where we're at, like, we're, we're honestly seeing things change a little bit. Um uh, lately with like the whole Me Too movement and mm-hmm. how it's not just here or there or whatever, but it's like every woman that I've known yeah. has had issues with that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm I'm not a perfect person. I've probably contributed to some of those moments Ditto. and marginalized people. Sure. Uh, I think that's, that's one thing about white straight guys in America. We've all marginalized everybody that's not us. I think that's uh, right. And uh, really, this helps kind of highlight that you need to, like, own up to that. and yeah. maybe yeah, be mindful. Yeah, you well, can be well-intentioned, be more, but be you need mindful. to do different. Yeah. And I think that's one reason why men are pushing back against issues like sexual harassment and feminism and, and why... White people push back against racism issues, why straight people push back against other uh, sexual and gender identity issues is because I think all too often we figure out pretty quick that if you look back, I mean, maybe we're not doing anything today. Maybe we haven't done anything in the last week, but at some point we've all probably done something that was inappropriate, maybe offensive. Yeah. And maybe even just truly like a, 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 a terrible thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a hard conversation to have with yourself to admit that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it sucks feeling guilty. Yeah. Or persecuted. Yeah. I mean, quote unquote persecuted. Yeah. Or yeah. You know? Which, which of course is ironically speaking because, you know, that's, that's, that's kind yeah. of the, reminds me of the other episodes where Michael refers to himself having suffered a hate crime. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, I, well, I hated, hated it. it you yeah. know, well, I think, I think, uh, right now the, the world is getting a, their own version of a crossing the line training video. You right. Know? Yeah. Uh, which every is, day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's a tough one. You know, it's it's hard to realize that you've made mistakes, especially when the things go back as far as they do with regard to power structures in society. Yeah, because this isn't stuff that happened over a week. This isn't last month. This is stuff that's been going on generations. Yeah, and right. it's ingrained and it, in people's culture. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's weird, but a lot of that is is touched upon in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird how uh, kind of uh, socially um, accurate it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right down to our last uh, big scene with Phyllis and, and Packer and Kevin when when, when Michael's uh, trying to pull a lesson out of his ass at the end there. Yeah. And he, he starts complimenting Phyllis, overly complimenting her, makes the boner comment. Oh, God. It's the most awkward... Uh-huh. And, you, I don't know. And her nervous laughter, I always yeah. think about, sums up, even even with the smell... And her, of, it's in her eyes. Yeah. She's just, like, kind of looking downwards. Yeah. Doesn't really know what to do. Obviously a fearful and uncomfortable, gross situation. And By the way, did you know that uh, the actress that played Phyllis is a alumni of University of Tulsa? Really? Yeah, did not I know, know that. that. Yeah, she really? was also a cheerleader for cheerleader? the Washington Redskins. Uh-huh, I think that I've heard. Yeah. She danced wow. burlesque at one point. Yeah, she's got a rich uh, performance history. Yeah, so. no kidding. Yeah, yeah. maybe can get her to come to Tulsa for an episode. We should. Maybe, that would be amazing. Maybe she'll be the first one we hit up. <laughs> we gotta hit up the famous people. Sometime. Yeah, so. we gotta try it sometime. But man, really, uh, uh, but like you say, man, it's a good episode that's just chock full of powerful. Situations, yeah, you know? absolutely, and 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 there's lessons to be pulled. You don't have to. You can turn your brain off and just laugh, but yeah, there's yeah. lessons to be pulled too. It's interesting, know? just 
the amount of lap, amount of funny episode, amount of funny instances weaved in with such social serious um, situations. Yeah, just it's kind of fun to go back and forth. It's kind of amazing they can do that. It mm-hmm. makes so much makes such a funny episode around such a serious yeah. issue. Well, yeah. and I mean, sometimes the best way to educate a person is with humor, you yeah. know. So just bring in a sex doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> well, that I think that solves just about any problem. Um, yeah, right. yeah. So unless you have I, too many sex dolls, I, that's I, the only situation. That that's the one thing Michael didn't do wrong this <laughs> yeah. episode. That's true. Bring the sex doll. I, I love that the sex doll was his idea after you know he couldn't find, uh, he couldn't get a joke from the warehouse, so he just went and found a sex doll. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, f- I feel like there's there's probably a cutting room floor like clip of him blowing that up like a talking head. Like mm. I felt like that would have been funny if he was like, you know, exhausting his lungs trying to fill up that thing to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that would have been fun. And then trying to get Pam to make out with it as part of his. What if Pam oh, that had a lover? that part is amazing. That was his, yeah. that, it was amazing. Yeah, that's a because he's serious. He's like he's like come here. Yeah, come make out like. Oh. The, idea- just the look on her face is yeah. shocked and disgusted somewhere in between. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just can't help but crack up. But no, it's uh it's no. a great episode. Yeah, I um um you wanna do some trivia? Yeah. Got some trivia for us? Yeah. Always. All right, let's we'll grab our buzzers here. Always okay. down for some trivia. Is this mine? That's yours. That is yours. Okay. That is yours. Okay. Sexual harassment trivia number one. So in um Gaul. We didn't discuss this, but there is a moment when um, Michael references the song Drop It Like It's Hot. Yeah. Although he changes it to Ford Like It's Hot. Mm-hmm. Um, who, so that was that was by the uh, artist known as Snoop Dogg. He, but in that song, Snoop Dogg also featured somebody in that who is now pretty famous. Do you, either of you remember who that was? Who was it? It's Pharrell Williams. It was. Nice. Yeah. Good job. It's Good my job. favorite song of that, that, that year. Yeah. <laughs> Brings you back, right? Yeah, yeah. It takes me back to a simpler time. Oh, and I always love that he he says a uh, classic or something. Like, oh, yeah, classic, yeah. yeah. A year old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And year it's old. a year old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, number three. Or, sorry, number two. Uh, so what's uh, more more song questions. What song did William Hung butcher on American Idol? Oh, God. Does any, do either of you remember the song or who sang the song? Was it Rod okay. Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy? No, Damn. it was not. Any, any guess? God, no. It was She Bangs. She, she Bangs. She Bangs. By Ricky yeah. Martin. Yeah, Ricky yeah. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I would never have known that either. Uh, so, I'm sorry, I can't read my own writing here. So, oh, here's just a little, here's a little question. Um, so what item does Pam's mom not own that everybody else in the world owns? Hilton. Cell phone. You got it, buddy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> here's a throwback question, kind of. Um, what Simpsons character reappears as a doll in the middle of the office? Yes. Uh, Bart Simpson. Nope. No? It's Homer. It is Homer. God. Mm. He, I, he think was, Bar- I think Bart was in the British version. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. He might He might have been. Like he, he was in one episode in season one and then disappeared. Yeah. And then maybe they figured it out with the lawyers and put him back in. I, I don't yeah. know what happened with that. So final episode. Uh, Michael's lawyer... Mr. Albini that we got to meet. Uh, name two of the types of laws, things that he covers. Uh, yes, sir. Car accidents and diet pill 
Uh, I'll give it to you close enough. <laughs> Motorcycle yeah. accidents. Oh, okay. Mm. God. And diet pills. Yeah. I should know this. Was, I should know this. That was, um, oh, God. That's awesome. I can't remember off the top of my head. I love how he addresses the camera, too. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the perfect um, lawyer thing to do. It's like, oh, free press? I think yep. that's why he got there so quickly. Yeah. He was like, oh, the crew's here. Everybody's here. Come on down. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> And then when he makes them leave, this is we're still under an hour, right? <laughs> Doesn't he show up later in the series? I'm pretty sure that he know. makes another appearance. Oh, that'd be cool. I can't recall. I don't think but so. But it is maybe. possible. It's gonna, possible. Going to Google James P. Albini. James P. Albini. Where, oh, where art thou, James P. Albini? Man. I'd love to make a website for him. <laughs> no, nah, it looks like just the one time, according okay. to Thunderpedia. Okay. Just the one time. But... It was good while we had him. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, we're wrapping up uh, towards the end of our show here. Uh, Deacon, any final thoughts on sexual harassment? Uh, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wise words. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I, like to, I like to echo that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll Second. B- make a third. Yeah, <laughs> just don't do it, guys. Uh, what about the episode? Any uh, last thoughts on it? Uh, no, I think it, I think it's a very funny episode. Like I said, I think it's great that it kind of... Uh, all these secondary characters are starting to catch their stride. Uh, I'm still a fan of Jim and Pam at this point in time mm-hmm. uh, because God, do they irritate me later in the later seasons? But uh, <laughs> you were a pre pre hookup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could, we could have an entire conversation just about that, but yeah, mm-hmm. that um, could be a standalone episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, I think it's a great episode and I think it, it really just allows uh, Michael Scott to be that bumbling idiot that we love so much. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I'd like to. I'll agree with you, sir. And uh, oh, fun fact: my dad was named Michael Scott, by the way. Oh, that's, yeah. It's oh, weird. That's funny. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Strange. Probably uh, funny for you. Definitely strange for you. I yeah. Can see. Probably held himself better. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Siller, what about you? Final thoughts on the episode? I love this episode. There's landmark. You know, we get the Todd Packer mm-hmm. intro, even as. As bad as he is, he serves his purpose well, and Michael playing off of him is hilarious. We get, that's what she said. That alone just cranks it into the yeah the beginning of it. The beginning of the genesis, which worked its way into my lexicon. I'll admit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, overall, definitely at least a B plus to A. I give it. Yeah, I gotta agree with all that. Yeah. Yeah, good episode of the season. Um, They're really ramping up at this point. They're yeah. kind of finding their stride, I say, even early on in the season. And I was remembering, uh, we were talking about the IT guy. I think the IT guy's coming up pretty soon He as is, well. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, who's, uh, whose name escapes me? Uh, hmm. oh, we'll come back to it. We'll come yeah. back to that. We're going to have to. He's going to show up. He's going to drive Michael nuts. He is. You know, <laughs> just those, a misunderstanding. Those passwords. Damn passwords. Man. The, uh, but yeah, no, it's a good episode. And uh, I can't say... Um, Enough good things about it. Just the, um, it, it, it really highlights the fact that we're not in season one anymore. No, yeah, it's a totally different time, totally different vibe. But we've totally had since vibe. the start of the season, it's still going on, yeah. and um, they just build on it. Yeah, after I, I remember how good the Dundies is, and I kind of forgot how good this episode is. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a good stuff with uh, good stuff with Michael and Toby in this episode, really setting the stage for what comes. I love Jim's win with Pam, and and, and knowing yeah. that she's talking about him. You Jim know. has some really good moments as well. The mm-hmm. you know, uh, he, he really pushes the "that's what she said" thing. Yeah. Well, and he's establishing yeah. himself as a likable character, he which is. is kind of the important thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. funny. D- Dwight was kind of missing from this, um, except for his uh, expert or er, questioning Toby. Yeah. About uh, the female anatomy. And a weird. We don't get that sort of like 
ignorant Dwight very often, you know? No, we don't. And because so. it was just a bunch of cuts to him, just, you know, giving Michael the thumbs up on mm-hmm. all these yeah. horrible ideas. Yeah. And he was talking about that they were hilarious, but. Yeah, he was a kind of a kind of a muted sycophant in this yeah. in this one. Yeah. I think Packer well, Packer might have taken up his time. He really did. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, but it works. A, yeah. yeah. Good episode, uh, Andrew Deacon. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, man. man. Anytime, you you, anytime you want to talk to the office, let me know. Well, we'll have you back we'll real do. soon. And if yeah. people want to check out some comedy, they find you on Facebook. Uh, yeah, you can just follow me on Facebook, Andrew Deacon. It's uh, my cover photo right now. Is it says I'm not a juggler. Uh, I'm a juggalo. I'm not a criminal, and yeah. I'm holding a chihuahua. So that's the right Andrew Deacon to follow. That's the one. Yeah. Well, fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, on behalf of well Andrew Deacon and my co-host Brian Siller, this is Hilton Price. Thank you so much for joining us for the People Persons Podcast. Brian, thank you. Thank you so much, sir. This was fun. Yeah. All I'm, right. I'm really starting to love this. That's good to hear. <laughs> because next, I love you guys. Next week, Flunkerton. Channel four and a half. Oh my God, that's a great episode.